You're listening to The Endless Party with your hosts, Megan Elijah Armstrong. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Endless Party. Today, we're going to talk about something that's rather near and dear to mine and Meg's heart. No, not really. We actually have been able to work through a couple things. So we actually want to talk specifically about the dreams that we were pursuing and when God basically says no and when those those broken dreams and how we really revamp and refocus and help ourselves to recognize that we are more than just our dreams. That's That's this understanding. And so we wanted to give us a little bit of backstory of what we did pursue for x amount of years and that was our sports that we chose to pursue and just kind of go into detail as to what do you do after you know your dreams are broken yes absolutely welcome back to the broken dreams and bouncing back party that's what we're calling this episode yeah so just to give you a little bit of backstory so i think all of you understand that me and meg were both college athletes and that's what we pursued with all our fiber of our being like all our time all our attention all every our everything was focused on our sports and that was track and field for both of us and i was more of a distance runner she was more of a mid-distance runner but that's what encompassed every waking moment of our life yeah and that's what we each chose to pursue for years and years and years Yes, Elijah definitely longer than me. Yeah, I was a little longer than Meg, but even at that, we both kind of had the same outlook. Like, our dreams were as big as they come when it comes to athletics, and that was to be professional athletes and run at the Olympic level. And so what ended up happening was, I'll just give my backstory, then Meg can give her backstory. Um, Ours are a little different, actually. Mm -hmm. Mine was more of a health complication, and Meg's was more of a people complication um so what happened with me is i i uh ran for boise state and then after a few years there it just wasn't working out but then i got diagnosed in 2018 with what's called ulcerative colitis and what this just means is that i had ulcers in my intestines so food usually just went right through me i couldn't get the proper nutrition or anything because it would just quickly go to my mouth and then you know so it was gone gone. (laughs) and it was bad so it ended up that I was just depleted of energy I was super fatigued I would also lose a lot of blood Um, and so I kind of just battled this with a bunch of medication for years and years and then finally I was like look Boise State isn't the place and I transferred to BYU and I actually had a really great year my first year there and then my body just kind of took a turn for the worst. And right after me and May got married, I ended up losing about 25 pounds. And as a distance runner, you can't really afford to lose weight. No. You know? No, it was so scary. Um, so I looked gaunt. Like, I looked... He was so... Skeletal. He was so scary. Um, he was so little. So then I just tried to kind of pursue it on and off. And I would end up running for two weeks. And then I had to take two weeks off. And then this endless cycle just kept repeating itself till finally I had a conversation with my coach and it was just a real conversation of you know at what point do you just have to say like enough's enough and put your health first 
And so I had to talk to my father, who's been my biggest support for these past, like, for the past 13 years that I was pursuing this sport. Um, and it ended up that, like, I just had to let go and focus on getting healthy. And luckily I've been able to do that, but it's really difficult because then you would watch your friends. Like I literally watched my best friends sign pro contracts with Nike and Adidas and Asics and Hoka and a plethora of different other uh, brands out there. And then I even watched my teammates compete at the USA national level. And then they competed at the world. Some of them even were one one or two places off of going to the Olympics, you know, and these are people that I brush shoulders with on a daily basis. And so it's really difficult. But before I go any further, I wanted to have Meg share her background and her experience, and then we'll go into de- details on how we really just revamped and bounced back from these setbacks. Yeah, so I ran one year at school and it was my freshman year and it was like a dream come true it's all I ever wanted to do was be on this team because you know the coach just seemed so amazing and she did take people to the next like professional level and it was like if you can get it done it's going to be like with her it's kind of what my mentality was and it was just a dream come true it's where I'd always wanted to go to school and the first year was amazing but I was I was the COVID freshman, so my year was cut in the NCAAs. Yeah, and everybody had to go home. Everybody had to go home before. I think it was like April? It was March. Yeah, March. It was March. It was, it was it, indoor hadn't even yeah, happened. Yeah, right before, right before. Uh, Indoors, indoor nationals. Yeah. So what happened was, is I was, I mean, I competed, I think, a couple times indoor. And I was traveling, and I was competing, and it was awesome. And then COVID happened. And I wasn't able to compete outdoor. And I came back the next year. And what happened was because of COVID, there were seniors who still stayed who needed. Because COVID gave everybody an extra year. COVID gave everybody an extra year. So there were new recruits and there were old seniors who should have graduated, but they were still there. So what ended up happening is there was a giant team. And I was was a walk-on. And so what happened was, long story short, based on my situation of not having a scholarship, I was cut from this team. And it doesn't really matter how anymore. I think I'll go into that in a different podcast. But long story short, it didn't matter how fast I was. You know, it was garbage how she was it cut. It was really, it was like, it was really dumb. I didn't even get like called into the office. There was no, cut. there was no class integrity I, or character no, on how she was cut. All that happened was I was pulled out of the team group chat, and this was something that I mean, I'd been on this team for like a year and a half now, a little bit longer. So it just, it was a really hard situation because there was nothing I could do. It was somebody else who said you're done. Like, you're done. You can't be on this team anymore. Like, you're not going to run anymore. And that was so hard for me. Uh, So, uh, the next year, I actually decided to transfer to a different school. And what happened was, is I started in the spring. I transferred in, like, January and started running in the spring. And then I got pregnant. And uh, then that pregnancy, unfortunately, it didn't end up working out. But 
I decided that, well, obviously, you can't run very fast when you're pregnant. So I wasn't running very fast, and I couldn't figure out why. And it turned out that I was pregnant. And so, and after, after dealing with the first school and the second school, it just was very, it just was very apparent to me that it was, it was time to be done, you know. And it wasn't even that I really quit. Again, I felt like it was kind of out of my control with like a pregnancy and then, you know. Being cut unjustly. Being, yeah, being cut unjustly. Like, like I said, the way I was cut, it wasn't even like I got called in and said, hey, there's just not enough spots on the team and we can't have a place for you. It was... I just got pulled out of the team group chat. Like, that was really it. So, <laughs> it was, so anyways, that's how my story ended. Again, it was similar to Elijah's in the way that, like, it just so it just seemed like there were forces outside of my control who were taking this away from me. Yeah. But I was fighting so hard to make this happen for myself because, it, like, this was my dream. This is what I believed in. This is what I wanted to accomplish. And... I, you know, I just felt like after meeting Elijah and with all of his background and history and track, I just felt like, man, there probably is an even greater chance of me being able to accomplish what I want to do because, you know, he's so, you know, well-read in the sport and, like, you know, all the things. But it just was not the case. Yeah. And we say this lightly now, but at the time, it was so devastating. Like, we both cried. Yeah, it was a big deal, it right? Was huge so for I I've had the, I had this dream since I was 6th or 7th grade. So I was working on it for 13 years. You know, and pursuing it. I you know, I would get up at 3:30 a.m. I would put in 6 to 8 hours of exercise a day. Like when we say it encompassed every hour of our lives, That's what we it, did. it did. And so it was a big deal. And so why we share this is because I think a lot of people can relate to this in the sense that sometimes for whatever reason God says no and the dreams that you think are in your best interest truly aren't and that's really really difficult to swallow and really difficult to deal with and so what we want to talk about now is just how we chose to bounce back from this and what we've done in order to recognize our true potential and recognize our new goals and our new dreams and our new aspirations as individuals and as a couple. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'll go first. I think my initial problem is that when all of this happened, I was just very angry with God. I wasn't, I wasn't like accepting and I blamed him because I had so much faith in him and I was like, I'm working so hard. I'm doing all I can, all I know how to do to like make this work out and it's just not working out. And so I was so mad at him because I was like, if anyone could have helped me and like helped me stay on the team or helped me keep running, it'd be you. And he, and it just, it just didn't work out like that. And so I think the first step for me to like coming, like bouncing back from this huge setback in my life was to finally like redevelop my relationship with God and reestablish like you know, I had to just reestablish my worth in his eyes and I had to realize that he did love me and that he did, you know, he did take away my sport, but that there was a bigger reason for it. And there was like, there was a reason 
and I would rise and be better for like overcoming it. But at first, all I could see was just the loss, and I was just so angry that <laughs> that like he didn't, you know, help it to like work out. No, absolutely. Mine was a little different in the sense that um, there is. I th- I think it, the only reason it was a little different is because I just had a a different perspective because mine was more of a health problem, right? And one of one of the speakers I like to listen to, to occasionally, Les Brown, is he talks about he's like a lot of people say why me when like problems, situations, and issues occur and he basically says he's like why not you he's like you're a good you're as good a candidate as anybody Mm, you know and so with that understanding i that's kind of what i tried to focus on it's like okay like if this is going to happen to somebody like i'm glad it's me instead of one of my really good friends you know so cool (laughs) and so i kind of had this understanding and my whole thing though was like who the freak am i going to be without this sport yeah, like, there's, like, a lot of fear. Kind yeah, of. mine was, like, I don't know anything else. Like, this has been all day, every day for 13 years, and now I, like, I don't know who I am or what I am without this. Yeah. Like, I've always been an athlete. I've always been a distance runner. Like, that's what I was known as. It's, like, my name, Elijah Armstrong, was associated with track and cross country. Right. And, like, and so I was, like, what do I do now? Like, who am I without this sport? And so that's like what me and Meg really started to work on with each other is just this understanding of like Meg even talked about this, like her worth before God. And mine was like my my image before God, like who I was before God. And what we came to the conclusion was is the fact that it doesn't matter what you do at all. It matters who you are and who you are as a son or daughter of, of God. Right. And that's what's important. And so our worth wasn't predicated on the fact that we were really good athletes or college athletes. It was predicated on the fact that we were children of God. Yeah. And so that's one, one of the ways that we really tried to work through this and really tried to figure out, you know, who we were without our sports. Yeah, and I just want to add, like, this peace and understanding, it, this didn't come up overnight. No, yeah, it took time. It's actually probably taken us about, it took us probably about two years of, like, no, it's probably one year. I was, like, thinking. Yeah, I'd say six months to a year. Probably, like, six months to a year of us just, like, like, we weren't, like, you we were know. just lazy sitting around no, doing no, nothing, no. right? And but then like, we were oh, just, woe is me. No, no, no. But we were just really like working through this and trying to figure out what was next for us and what, you know, and we had to like redefine and refigure out who we were and what our potential was. And it just came slowly but surely every day. And like the reason why we're able to talk about this now is because we do have this newfound sense of identity and purpose. But what we had to do to get there is we had to ask God and kind of turn our lives over to him and be like, what do you want? Like, what do you see for me? Who do you want me to be? Who do you want me? Like, who who, who should I become? You know, and it was kind of cool because it's kind of cool because now our purpose just aligns with his will and there's just so much peace and like direction. And instead of like, you know, running was so great, but it was kind of a self-defined image 
and it was defined by everybody else, you know. And I think God, too, was there always with our running because that's like such a, you know, that helped us along the way. But you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I would say that. So a big portion of this, right? God is in the details. And my testimony of God is the fact that he cares as much about your goals and dreams as you do. And so when he said no to this, I'm sure it took a toll on him more than it did on us. Probably. But my understanding is this. It's like, okay, just like he's just sitting back and saying, like, just wait. Like, I have something more for you to do. Like, and if you just give me a little bit of time and if you continue to keep the faith and work, like, I'll show you what I have for you to do. Like, I didn't just intend for you to be a professional athlete. I intend you to be much more than that. You know, and that's actually what led us to, you know, start this podcast and pursue other things that we are currently pursuing because it, it gave us the time and that energy that we put into athletics, we can now put into other avenues. And it's actually been such a blessing to us to see and to understand and to really just grow together. Absolutely. And I can like finally say that I'm at a place where I will always love my sport. But I don't have this, like, pang in my heart, you know, and this, like, sense of loss anymore. You know, instead I'm thankful for the time I had in it. And now I'm thankful and all the lessons I've learned. And now I'm thankful to transfer all that energy into different places that I'm just as passionate about. And God really helps you. God, If you ask, God will help you to find those passions and find that purpose. Yeah. And that's what we kind of want to end with, right, is this understanding that if God says no and when God says no, take it to him. You know, take your griefs to him, take your pain, but also take your triumph and recognize the dreams and aspirations for what they were and then recognize that he is willing to help you with anything. And that if he said no to one dream, that just means that there's something bigger and better out there that is more suited to you as an individual. And so that's really what it is behind us. It's like what helped us bounce back, it was God. Yeah. Like even though he was the one that kind of took it away, (laughs) it was him at the end of the day who helped us bounce back. Absolutely. So I hope that, you know, if you find yourself in a place where the answer is no, that you can take it to him and have peace and believe that there is a bounce back, that you will come back from this and there's no setback that's too great. And your potential is limitless through him. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in. We also would love to hear from you. So please reach out to us in any way that you can through Pinterest, Instagram, or on our website, as well as our email, which is just MeganElijah at TheEndlessParty.com. Thank you again for listening. Bye, you guys. Bye. You've been listening to The Endless Party. Please feel free to join us over at our website, theendlessparty.com, for more of our content. Also, we would love to hear from you. Leave some comments and let us know what you're interested in us talking about. Seriously, like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, whatever it is the platform says to do, so that we can keep partying together.